You found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. On today's episode, we're going to talk about how the Kyrie Irving trade going to the Dallas Mavericks has will impact the Eastern Conference. We're also going to talk about the Bulls and what we think they should or could do at the trade deadline. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prospix. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's prospix.com, promo code Locked On. That's Pat, the designer, host and creator of the Windy City Breeze. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls Central. And Pat, it went down less than 24 hours after being, or a little over 24 hours after requesting a trade. Kyrie Irving has been moved to the Dallas Mavericks. A, what do you think about the deal? B, what impact do you think is going to have on the Eastern Conference and the Chicago Bulls as a whole? Uh, I think the deal is, the, it, it seems incredibly one-sided at this point, uh, but mm. now Dallas kind of has to deal with the contract situation with Kyrie. So maybe it won't be one-sided, right? Spencer Dinwiddie back, uh, Finney Smith going back to Brooklyn, another first-round pick. I think Brooklyn in the picks department is doing really well. Uh, there are reports that they'll be aggressive with those picks, trying to get another guy in there to pair with KD. So we'll see kind of how that goes. Maybe uh, maybe, maybe the Chicago Bulls will send somebody over there. You know, I'm just saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying we have a lightly used DeMar DeRozan and or Nick <laughs> that we're willing to take multiple first-round picks for. Uh, but, no, I think um, I, I think the deal definitely benefits Dallas. I, I don't think they'll win anything major, right? Like, it, it's weird to say, but I think they'll be fun as heck to watch. Um, as far as how it affects the East, Kyrie ain't here no more. And that's major. Uh, whether you like Kyrie or not, uh, Kyrie when on the court is probably what a top 11 player in the NBA. It's probably on the 10, 11 side of it. But when he's on the court, he's one of the best players to dribble a basketball in this league. Uh, he's somebody you have to worry about unless you have Ayo Sumo on your team who, who continues to hold him to under 10 points. Um, and, uh, he might've got past it. Did he, get, did he score more than 10 in the last match? He might've got past it. Uh, but, but I think the, the biggest thing now is right. Like what is Brooklyn going to do? I think the way that it affects the East is, does this turn into a fire sale in Brooklyn where you see Kevin Durant be traded away and you see multiple, uh, 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 role players on that team traded away, Patty Mills, Seth Curry. Uh, you probably won't see any of the young guys being traded away like Nick Claxton or nothing like that. But I think that it kind of, it, it might, it has the ability to change the landscape of the NBA because I think. Brooklyn's best chance is to go young in this situation. And that, that could be something where a lot of other teams are able to pick up pieces that, that help them moving forward and clean up a little bit. I look at it this way. The him going to the Dallas Mavericks is basically, you're getting a way better version of Jalen Brunson. And we saw how impactful he was able to be. But I think more than anything, this is going to be an indictment on how much Luka Doncic is willing to sacrifice to work with another superstar. We've heard it this season, Luka being frustrated, wanting to the Dallas Mavericks to improve the team. We've also, if you guys are basketball fans, have heard just how or the, the question going around of who would come and play with Luka Doncic. Mm-hmm. Luka is going to have to sacrifice 
to keep if the, if the long-term goal is to try to convince Kyrie Irving to stay there, re-sign with Dallas, Luka's going to have to learn to sacrifice. That's going to have to learn how to sacrifice positions, um, I mean possessions, uh, and, and, and not necessarily play second fiddle to Kyrie, but he's going to have to learn how to really play with another superstar. And this right now, and I, I said this over on, on Chicago Bulls Central as well, if Kyrie, I mean, if, if Luka can't sacrifice for Kyrie, I don't think we ever see another superstar try to pair with him in Dallas. It, it'll be interesting to see, right? Because with how Luca plays, his his usage is so high. Mm-hmm. But it's also been because, right, like they've kind of had to rely on him. Listen, as, as much as we like Jalen Brunson, right, Jalen Brunson's numbers um, aren't the same when he, Luca had to rely on him, right? Like he wasn't the same level of player when Luca needed him to step up. Um at times he was, not to say he never was, right? But I think when you get down to the crunch time, Western Conference Finals moments and stuff like that, those are the moments where you're looking for him to step up the most. And mm-hmm. we know that Kyrie Irving has that ability to do that if he's on the court. Um, I, I think the the interesting thing here is going to be, is Kyrie the off-ball guy? Is he going to come in here and play the two-guard, which probably more suits his position, right? Especially if you have Luka there anyway. There's not going to be much defense on this Dallas team. In the slightest. Um, so I think that really you're just going to have to outscore everybody. I mean, you're running out there basically with a lineup of Christian Wood, Luka Doncic, and, and Kyrie Irving. You're not stepping in front of anything out here defensively. Your best defender you definitely just sent away. Um, and so it's going to be interesting to see kind of what what Dallas is able to do with that. But I think the, the biggest part that you have to focus in on with this team is not Okay, is Luca going to be willing to sacrifice? Is going to be is Kyrie going to play nice with Luca? Right, like are, are they going to coexist together, or are some of the same problems that happened in Brooklyn, some of the problems that happened in Boston? I'm not saying they're all on Kyrie, but when you keep going to places and new problems keep popping up, at a certain point you got to look at yourself. Is that going to happen here in Dallas? That's big facts. Big facts. Now, as far as the Brooklyn side of things, I actually like. I like what, what Brooklyn got a little bit, right? I, I I definitely thought that they were gonna get more back than what they did, but when you look at the fact that, you know, he didn't they, if if Kyrie would have been willing to work out an extension with Dallas as part of the trade, I think we, we would have saw them get an even better better set of assets back. Yeah. He did not. Uh, but this does open up, okay, how competitive is Brooklyn going to stay in an Eastern Conference that's really tight? Now they sit at the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference at 32 and 30. Do you think how far do you see Brooklyn dropping with this trade? They got to drop a little bit, right? Because if I'm not mistaken, Kevin Durant's still supposed to miss a couple of more weeks, right? Yeah, he's still going to be out. Uh, he won't even be reevaluated for two weeks, and that was of January 24th. Yeah. So that means that he's probably still going to miss the rest of this week. You're good. I, I I don't think that you're you'll see them right fall completely out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Spencer Dinwiddie's a good player, and now he's basically going to be the guy running the point. I think this team already has become a team of scrappy guys, right? Like you you you've got Cam Thomas, you've got uh, 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 Bruce Brown, you've got uh, Nick Claxton, guys like that, right? So now you're adding Spencer Dinwiddie into that. That's going to make you more scrappy and now a little bit more organized, right? You still got Seth Curry whenever he's healthy to play, right? Like, so there's they're, they're still going to be able to win some games here. It's not like they're going to just fall out of the playoffs. But I do think that it hurts you uh, a lot, right? Because the one thing is now you lose Kyrie, and that was your way to kind of like penetrate through the size that other teams had. 
right? Kyrie Irving can just make a if if, if you uh, screen the big man onto Kyrie, you're essentially taking him completely out of that play mm-hmm. because he's not going to be able to keep up with him. And now Nick Claxton can cook a little bit. Now you don't have that option. Spencer Dinwiddie's not Kyrie Irving. He's nice, but he's not Kyrie Irving. So mm-hmm. now you you're basically a team again that doesn't have size. You don't have that much speed. You're relying on your young guys. I, I think in the long run this might work out for him, but you you didn't really get you got a lot worse, and you didn't you don't have much to show for it. I mean, here, here's the crazy part, right? Should the Chicago Bulls have done more to try and acquire Kyrie? No, because it didn't take much. No, and the only reason I say that is because we don't have a contract um, unless they were willing to take Lonzo Ball back, which his contract is very similar to Spencer Spencer Dinwiddie's. I, we don't have the contracts to match up. They're not trading DeMar. I, I, I think that they should be should have been willing to, to part with DeMar for a Kyrie yeah. Irving, but they're not, and definitely not Zach Levine. I, I think AK looks at that and says, here's what. I think the AK would have probably been more aggressive if Kyrie had more years under his contract or he was willing to sign an extension. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that just – it kind of is what it is in that case, man. Yeah. It just kind of is what it is. I think we kind of know where, where the Bulls, what their plans are, and how they're going to really operate at this uh, trade deadline, which we'll talk up next. But the last question, just quick one I want to have at, throw to you, because there's already some rumors that Phoenix may be making some calls this offseason. Is Kevin Durant a Brooklyn Net by the start of the next season? No. Okay. I, I haven't. I, I think they have to pivot now. Like, I, I don't think they have a choice. Not that his thing, KD will play basketball anywhere. He's showing you. Yeah. He just wants to go out there and hoop. He's going to go out there. He wants to win. He wants to compete, but he just wants to go out there and hoop. He'll hoop with any five people you put on the court with him, right? But at the end of the day, you have to make a good decision for the Brooklyn Nets for once. Uh, and the Nets haven't been a really good at making good decisions. Um, so I'd be surprised if they do it this time. But you need to be moving Kevin Durant to some young team that has a bunch of young talent that's tired of being at the bottom of the NBA and wants to make a jump, i.e. Houston, OKC, uh, Charlotte. You got nothing but picks and opportunity. Get as much Fair. as you can. Fair. Fair. Well, Kyrie will be making, uh, as reported, his uh, debut with the Brooklyn, I'm sorry, with the Dallas Mavericks against the Clippers on Wednesday. And we don't know how many points he's going to score in that. But if you did want to play Daily Fantasy on how many uh, points Kyrie was going to score, you can do so with prize picks. But how does it work? You pick two to six players, and if they'll go on to score more or less than the prize picks projections, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. PrizePix offers projections on any sports you watch. So this includes NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, and much more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit 100, PrizePix will give you 100. If you deposit 50, PrizePix will give you 50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Oh, we haven't done this in a while here. 
do want to thank you for making Locked On Bulls your first listen every day. But with the NBA trade deadline approaching, Locked On has you covered Thursday, February 9th. Tune in to Locked On NBA on YouTube at 2 Eastern time to hear the reaction from the trades that will change the rest of your NBA season. Who becomes contenders? Who is tanking for the future? Subscribe to Locked On NBA on YouTube and don't miss a second. Now, despite the... Chicago Bulls fans that are definitely going to be saying, oh, the Bulls, they could have got Kyrie if they did this, this, this. The expectation around the league seems to be that teams can't really read the Chicago Bulls and what they want to do with the trade deadline. Shamsa says that the Bulls have every intention to, to keep trying to win. What do you expect from the Chicago Bulls at this trade deadline? Who do, do you have any targets in mind? We've heard, you know, point guards could be. We know we need size. We need some big men. Like, what do you think this trade deadline ends up looking like for our team, the Chicago Bulls? I think if the Bulls are serious, right, you need to be talking to the Toronto Raptors. You need to be trying to get some of those tall dudes that stand out there. I get it. They're 6'9", right? But Let me like get Pascal. Pascal Siakam. Yeah, you know what I mean? Pascal. Like a, a guy like that. I mean, listen, I'd take a Thad Young back on a lower-level deal. I, you need, we need leaders on this team. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, but, but moves like that, right, like I, I think the big man position is where the Bulls need the most help. The, the, the scary part about all this is, right, is Billy Donovan going to play any of these guys um, that, that we'll be trading for? I think that's just our own internal fear here. But I do like the fact that, right, like at the same time Denver's gauging the trade value of Bones Highland, um, the Bulls are being very active per Sam Serrania to try and get guard help in these trades. And so for me, right. Like I think, I think weirdly enough, right. Like we have a ton of guards, but it's about having the right guard to play the point guard position. I mm-hmm. could see the bulls trying to make a move to go get a guy like Fred Van Bleet. I could see the bulls trying to make a move to go get a guy like bones Highland, right. Somebody who can come in, who can run an offense, who can set things up, but still has an offensive ability uh, to go out there and make plays because at the end of the day, that's what the bulls want most. Right. I could see the bulls doing another deal with Orlando. Um, Probably it's going to piss me off so much if we do this to try and get Mo Bamba fresh off a fight. Right. You know what I mean? By the way, what the heck was that fight? No, Bro, that's what, like, first hey, of all, we, hey. need, we need to talk about how the NBA players around the league aren't afraid to throw hands anymore. Hey, like everybody just Shannon frustrated Sharp with this. Set off the league, bro. Ever since Shannon <laughs> came in well, we, and started calling we, out the Memphis Grizzlies, real hands have been thrown. Well, it's been before that because don't forget, Mo got Mo Wagner got knocked out too in the game. Mo that was Wagner before did get <laughs> Dog. Here's the best. Here's the best part about it, right? I don't know. I don't know Austin Rivers' fight background or not, but he's absolutely done a little bit of MMA because you can see him when he gets Mobamba on the ground. He instantly gets out of the clinch and tries to go for a, t- a a takeover over there. I was like, Mo was in trouble. I'm not gonna lie to you. Mo was in a little bit of trouble. If the whole team's not there, Mo might have got choked out, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I can see the Bulls trying to go get a Mobile, but right, like there's so many deals that could be on the table. And the thing is, right, the Bulls are trying to reset the players they have for the timeline that they're looking forward to. They have a lot of young pieces on this team. They still have a lot of belief in Patrick Williams, still have a lot of belief in Iowa Sumu, who stepped up really big in that game versus Portland. Zach Levine's very young. They're probably going to hold on to Lonzo Ball until the cows come home. He's very young, right? So they're going with younger pieces. Don't be surprised if you see somebody who's maybe a, a, a seven, eight year vet in the NBA, right? But the the one thing that you're you're going to find is a vet that's still 25, 26, 27, somewhere in there. I wouldn't be surprised if the Bulls went and tried to find that guy. I, I 
it's so hard to read AK and Eversley and what they want to do, right? Because, you know, continuity and all this, and even if they do try to make a move, I'm, I'm looking at the Bulls team and I'm, I'm looking at this, is that what assets do they have to trade that are conducive to a smaller deal? Um, we can take a look at Kobe, right? But I at this point, I want to kind of keep Kobe White. Alice Caruso, that's more of a larger deal um, if you're doing that. So, like, even if they do want to do some of the smaller deals for a, a Thad Young, a Jared Vanderbilt, or whoever, like, mm-hmm. what? Because even the Portland pick, and I don't know if you got to see the article. I, I, that was, I covered it on the episode you weren't on. But, like, Portland, uh, they can't really trade any first-round picks into the 2028 pick just because of the protections on the Bulls pick. So there's some conversation around that if Portland does try to make a big acquisition, they may be incentivized to lift that protection on the on the – on the pick that they owe the Chicago Bulls this year, which would make it a a, a, a pick with no with no limit limitations to it. And yeah. I just hate to see if the Bulls do trade that pick and then Portland's like, oh yeah, by the way, we're about to acquire such and such. Uh it, go ahead. It's it's a fully unprotected first round pick. And now we just gave up a first round uh, unprotected first round pick for a minor a minor deal. And I know you can't win every deal. And the, and if you get into that mindset of trying to win every single deal, you don't make moves. So I just don't know, bro. Like when you, when you look at it, even a, even a, a Thad Young in that case, like do they part with the Drummond in that case? Then you're then you're missing size. Like what do you think, or what pieces on this team are you willing to give up in that pursuit of finding the right piece to help improve this team? I think the real question is what do they want to do with Vooch, right? The, the, clearly, you don't want to give him this contract. Yeah, because if you wanted to give him the contract, right, the 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 the, the timeline for this contract has been pushed out fifteen times. Clearly, you don't want to give him the contract because he was supposed to get the contract in training camp. He was supposed to get the contract. You know, we're going to work it out during the season. He's right. We're, we're at the NBA trade deadline now. And all of a sudden, he still doesn't have his contract. And there's reports that he's looking for a nice chunk of change, right? Like three mm-hmm. years, like 80 something. Yeah, I mean, he's trying yeah. to play till he's like 35. And Hey, look, that's a lot of money. Not, But here's the thing. Vooch is giving you a lot of production as well. So, you might be able to work out a deal one way or the other. But I think the thing is, at the end of the day, if you don't work out a deal and you don't trade Vooch, then Vooch walks away at the end of the year and you got nothing for him. And he's absolutely a piece that is valuable. You need to trade him. If you're going to move anything and you're trying to bring back a piece that's going to bring you consistent value, Vooch has to be the piece that you move. You're not. I, I, I wouldn't be mad if we moved on from DeMar. Yes, I would. I'd be mad, but I'd be mad for more, more so because it didn't work out. Yeah. But I don't see him doing that, right? DeMar's under contract for what? One more year after this? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't see him moving on from Zach Levine. There is no way to move on from Lonzo Ball, right? Like, you're talking about younger pieces. You're talking about Kobe White, Patrick Williams. Patrick Williams' value, mm, maybe, but AK overvalues him a lot, in my opinion. Uh, Kobe White finally starting to play up to snuff. Kobe White's only 23 years old. If that, yeah. is he 22, 23, something like that? He's like, about to, he'll turn 23 here. I think by the end of this month, he turns 23, I believe. So he's still ridiculously young. And so, you know, do you want to move on from that guy? And, and like you were saying, when it comes to the pick, I'd be willing to move on from the pick depending on the player we get back, right? If at the end of the day you get a player back that absolutely helps your franchise move in the right direction, the pick is worth it. Mm-hmm. And hindsight's going to be 2020 on that. That's really all you can mm-hmm. do with that. But if you don't get a if you don't get a player for the pick, right? Like if you go out there and just get a, a, another Goran Dragic or an Andre Drummond or something like that, you, yeah, you fit. You messed up. The the pick 
without the protection is worth more than that. So yeah. I, I think that you're kind of in a situation now where I, I don't know if Portland's going to add. I think Portland might subtract a little bit at the deadline. So they might keep the protection on that pick. Well, there's report that they are they are really wanting to to keep Dame Lillard and build a playoff team around him. And I, I agree with you. Like Portland could go either way. Portland yeah. could wake up one day and they like you just never know, right? They can wake up and be like, "Hey, Dame, listen, we love you, brother, um, but we got to think about our future here. It may not be you, uh, so we 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 gonna go ahead and ride out with the picks that we have. You just never know. And so, like when you get into that playing game and a little bit of of being a GM, you do have to do some future forecasting, right? You have to yep. look at these things and play into it. And you know, AK really does play it safe, and and we'll see. And I, I'm not against just the adding uh, talent to this team and trying not to take much away. I do think that that's the right path as of now. But if you do that. Wherever we finish this season, be prepared to. You have to pick a decision at that point. This offseason, this Bulls, this Bulls front office has to pick a decision. If you want to try to kick the can down the road at this trade deadline and just add to it and see what this team can do, all right, cool. But you got to make a decision in this offseason. And it's got to be the right call. It's yeah. got to be the right call. And I think that's the one part that Bulls fans are looking for, right? Patrick Williams doesn't look like he was the right call to this point. He's still very young. There's a lot of time that 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 goes into that. But he doesn't look like the right call. Nikola Vucevic has been nice. He's been very good for the Chicago Bulls. But is that the right call, right? You Franz Wagner looks really, really good. Uh, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, there's it, there's a lot of things with AK where you say, hey, listen, that that I felt like that was the right call. But as we've gone down the road, I have some questions around that call, right? Like I, I have no questions around Wendell Carter Jr. But, uh, <laughs> but I, I think that's that's the that's the real thing. You that ain't you no have Michael to Jordan. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, hey man, we appreciate you guys for tuning in to Rocket with us. Before we get into this final segment of the day, we do want to tell you guys about Built Bar, man, because if you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you gotta try built bar listen here's the thing i'm getting up every day 3 30 in the morning going to the gym i have to eat before i go to the gym because if i don't the gym workout is very intense right like i just be sweating profusely but the built bars that i be knocking down on the way to the gym work perfectly bro i eat one before i eat one after it gets me started in the morning and it really does help me man and what makes them so good it's they're covered in 100% real chocolate. We've been telling y'all this the entire time. And they come in unbelievably good flavors. I'm going to tell you this right now. The churro is everything in the morning. It's like having a churro for breakfast, right? It's fire. Peanut butter, brownie, coconut, almond. I don't know how they do it, but, man, they're doing all of this. And it only has 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein and here's the thing right we used to keep tell you guys go to built.com you have to order these at built.com use the promo code locked on still works uh now you can get them at your local walmart and or sam's club right you can head to your nearest walmart pick up a four box of the cookies and cream double chocolate and or coconut puffs or if you got a sam's club near you you can run and grab a 13 bar box that's where i get mine with uh the hit flavors brownie batter, and churro. You can thank me later. So go to your local Sam's Club and or Walmart or check them out, as always, at Built.com. Promo code Lockdown still works. <laughs> All right, Pat, before we go today, right now, Chicago Bulls sit at two games below 500. We have seven games left between now and the All-Star break. Chris, I'm going to throw to use this. 
How realistic is it that the Chicago Bulls be at 500? Well, they can only either be above 500 or below. It's an odd number of games left. Uh, how, how close to 500 or above do you think the Chicago Bulls are heading into the All-Star break? They have an opportunity to be well above 500, right? I mean, you're two games below 500 right now. You could be sitting, hey, like I said, five games above 500. You have to go out there and win every single game. You need to play every single one of these games like it is a must win. You want to know why? Because it is a must win at this point. You're talking about career changes that are going to be made on Thursday. You need to at least go into your next two games and really put something on paper. And and now we're we're looking at this as a they they go out there, they play well against Portland. They beat a team that they were supposed to beat before that in who did Charlotte. we play? Charlotte, right? We were supposed to win that game. We end up winning that game. Good job. Can you continue to do that? Because here's the one thing that the Bulls have shown us. And and this is the toughest part. I see Brooklyn on the schedule. I'm not worried about Brooklyn. I see Cleveland on the schedule. If the refs aren't helping them, I'm not that worried about Cleveland. I see uh, a lot of help in that, in that Cleveland. And, you know, shout, and shout out to, to Billy Donovan for calling the adjustment and doubling Dame Lillard when he probably would have had another 71 piece on you like Donovan Mitchell <laughs> if Billy Donovan doesn't make that adjustment. But keep it hey, going, bro. Dame, he had 40 <laughs> on 18 shots, bro. That's crazy. You man. know how you see something and you be like, how's that math work out, bro? <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Bulls. That's the math. That's Bulls, Bulls, the Bulls. It, it, Bulls. 40, 18 shots equals Chicago Bulls. Yeah. Um, I'm not worried about the top teams. I'm really, really concerned about how this Bulls team is going to play versus the bottom of the NBA teams. And that is the crazy part because it seems like they just continue to play down to their competition. I love the fact that, right, Io comes in and he's writing on the board and he says, we got to get it together right now. We don't have time. And he comes out last two games and he's bawling out of his mind. I love it. Can you continue to do it? And I think that's the biggest question with the Chicago Bulls. They haven't, the, the Bulls could come out of this five games above 500, but they absolutely could come out of this five games below it. Let's go over it. First game up tomorrow. First game of or tonight, first game of a back-to-back, San Antonio, win or loss? Are we doing win-loss? Are we really doing this? This is um, what we're doing. I don't predict wins or losses for the Bulls, so you got to do it. I got to do it? You got to do it. Loss. Loss against the Spurs. Okay. Memphis. In Memphis. Loss. Brooklyn. At Brooklyn. Win. On TNT. Does that change it? That's you know, a win. That's a win. That's if TNT doesn't flex out of it. At Cleveland on Saturday. That's a win. Bulls won. All right. So, so far, you got the Bulls going two and two. Monday, February 13th, at home against Orlando. That's a win. All right. So, three and two. Um, In Indiana against the Pacers. That's a win. All right. Four and two. And then finally, final game before the All Star break in Chicago against the Milwaukee Bucks on TNT. We beat them twice. They, they're coming for blood. <laughs> I'm going to say that's a win, but I don't feel good about that one at all. They're so, coming for blood. So that's, them twice. so that's five and two. So you have the Bulls right now being 30 and 29 going into the All-Star break. All I can say is I hope you're right. That's all I can say. Me too. But I, good Lord. That, that, lad, that Milwaukee one is tough. Here's, here's the thing. Like I said, I, I'm just throwing wins and losses out there, right? Yeah. I, they could all be wins. They could all be losses. Yeah. 
We like would we be that surprised if the Bulls went like two and five in this stretch? Not at all. And I think that's the biggest problem. And the thing is, if the Bulls do go two and five, the two wins would be against Memphis and Milwaukee. Yeah. Yeah. They 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 beat the two best teams that they can go up against, right? Uh, Vooch would have forty in both games. They wouldn't go to Vooch in any of the other games. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, it's it's it, it's the state of this team. It's where this team is at. But I think here's the thing: you, you, can you turn the corner? Do you have the ability to turn the corner? Yeah. The thing is about will you turn the corner? The, the Bulls have enough talent to beat any team in this NBA. We've seen that they've beaten almost every team in this NBA outside of the teams that suck the most. We we. The only teams we have multiple losses to that are good is Cleveland. It's the only team. We beat Golden State. We haven't played Phoenix a second time. Um, We beat... I'm trying to think of a good team. Like, we've beaten every other good team. We've beaten Brooklyn twice. We've beaten Milwaukee twice. We've... Have we only played Philly once? Oh. I feel like we've only played Philly once. That actually sounds right. Yes, we've only played Philly. No, we've played them twice. We lost against them October 29th. Oh, but we beat them the first time, right? We, no, we, we lost them the first time. We beat them the second time. We beat them the second time. And we uh, saw two games so we, against them in Mar- March. So we've beaten up. them once, right? Like, we beat Boston twice. We beat, like that's, that's what I'm talking about with this Bulls team. Like, the only teams we've lost to twice is, like, we lost both games to OKC. And Cleveland. And Cleveland. You know what I mean? Like it, that's 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 the part for me that that's the most frustrated with this team. Man. Oh, we also lost twice to the Knicks. Lost twice to the Knicks. I guess that's a. I think yeah. You know that like that kind better of stand, than us this season. That, that kind of stands on my point. All the teams yeah. that suck. Uh, <laughs> 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 Boom! It's all. It's. I don't care how bad we are. It's always free smoke for New York, man. It kind of comes with the territory, bro. Yeah, Bulls got fans got to. Yeah. But yeah, man, I, I think I think at the end of the day, this is this is the most important part of the season for the Chicago Bulls. This right here is the most important part of the season for the Chicago Bulls. February you can is change the opinion of, the, of everybody around you right now. We'll see, man. Every time this Bulls team gets close to 500, they seem to go on a three game losing streak. So let's yep. see. Let's see how this turns out for the Bulls, man. I uh it's just, it's been such a, a rough emotional season being a Bulls fan, man. Haven't uh, won a row once. That's crazy. That's crazy. Let's see if they can change that heading into the All-Star break. Pat, you got anything left before we go? Ah, good to, good to be here for another week, man. Appreciate you guys for showing love. Follow us both on everything at Locked On Bulls. Follow me on everything at Pat the Designer. May God have mercy on our soul. <laughs> you guys can follow me at CEO Hayes, the CEO H-A-I-Z-E. And thank you for making Locked On Bulls your first listen today. Now, for your second listen, go and check out Locked On Game to Game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. For Pat the Designer, I'm Hayes. This is Locked On Bulls. Peace, y'all. Peace.